Welcome everyone to a brand new conversation with me. This is Delwyn Keysberry. And in today's conversation, I chat with the co-founder and CEO of Future Lab in Malaysia. Just a heads up before we begin. In the first half of this episode, the audio, I warn you, is slightly off. There was a little bit of echo. I recorded this while I was uh, in a car. So, uh, you know, long story short, there are some technical issues. You will still be able to hear the conversation, but it gets better at the halfway point. Okay, but everyone, hope you enjoy this one. In this one, we explore mentorship, why it's important, how to get involved, and we also talk about things like entrepreneurship and the importance of asking for help. My conversation with Brian starts right now. Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new conversation. Uh, you are live with Hey Delwin, and today I have a guest. His name is Brian Pan. He is the founder and the uh, sorry, the co-founder and the CEO of Future Lab in Malaysia. Future Lab is the largest uh, e-mentorship platform in Southeast Asia. So Brian, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for the invite. It's quite, quite an interesting uh, thing we're doing here. That's the beauty and the power of, it, of technology, right? Of, um, we might be miles and miles apart, but still connecting like this. I'm guessing you're using your phone jack to hold the camera up. I am using my hand, Brian. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, I'm not, you probably can't see it, but I, I'm in my car right now because I've just got out of a meeting. Uh, yep. The meeting went a bit long, so I didn't have time to, to set my usual workspace up. So I'm in my car. Brian, thanks so much for making time uh, and joining me. Yeah, no worries. What a happy to. Yeah, so, so maybe let's start with a little bit of um, background about yourself and about Future Lab, Brian. Because yep. look, you and I have never met before, so this is our first time chatting yeah. online. But um, prior to this, I don't know you, you don't know me. In your own words, tell us what you do as the CEO and the um, co-founder of, of Future Lab. When we first started Future Lab, you know, you have kind of perception of what a CEO actually does. Yeah. But what I realized your role becomes is essentially you're just an enabler. So <laughs> you, you basically help your team do their job. Um, yeah. So whatever they need. Um, if, they, if they need to, me to speak to a client, I'll speak to them. If they need to decide on something, I'll, I'll decide. Um, but I also do feel that you're the main problem solver. Sure. So you can think about, you can think about it like uh, whatever problems anyone is facing, yeah. it's my job to solve it for them or help them solve it. So yeah. I feel like that's what my role is like and also making sure that everyone's happy in the team. Yeah. You have a big team, right? Like, uh, right now we have around like nine, nine kind of nine. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And primarily based in Malaysia, are you spread out through Southeast Asia? So most of the team is here, but um, we are part of a Korean accelerator at the moment. So we do have like a couple of people in Korea and we have two yeah. other, two of my teammates were there and they just came back. Uh, so yeah, so now right now we kind of, kind of split uh, mm. between Korea and Malaysia, but mostly focus in Malaysia. Okay, sure. Um, and this is a full-time for-profit organization or is it not-for-profit? Uh, so we have two products, right? So the Future Lab, the my site, which you are a mentor for, is more of our, our product to give back to society. So we have a lot of awesome volunteers like yourself that want to help students. Uh, yeah. But in terms for us, to, to generate revenue, we actually have a mentorship software that we integrate into universities to get the alumni right. to mentor students, um, entrepreneurship uh, accelerators, 
like Magic uses our platform to connect startups to mentors as well. Um, yeah. And companies use us as well for like talent development and recruitment. Okay, sure. Right. And how old is Futureland, Brian? So, um, officially launched in 2016, uh, but we've been working on the idea since 2012, since we graduated. So it took us a long time to, to get to where we are. Um, and that was obviously we were working full time, but we were working on the idea until we got a government grant to start Futureland. And that's when we started. When we started. So you got the grants in 2016? Yeah, I got the grant in 2016. Um, okay. Then we also got into a few uh, Stanford programs. So Malaysia had a partnership with Stanford University. So yep. that's okay. the professors here as well as we went to Stanford for a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm just very aware that the people listening and watching, they may not really know what Future Lab is about. Um, aside from you've you've very lightly touched on you've got a, a software arm and then you've got the mentorship arm. So maybe in a few sentences, tell us what Future Lab does. Yeah, so we've essentially built a platform that allows you know students, fresh graduates, and young entrepreneurs to connect to mentors. Because what we realize is that you know education is a bit outdated. So the way that the world is moving is is, is so fast, so rapid. Yeah. Uh, whereas, whereas, whereas educational institutions can't really shift that quickly. So we find that there's a huge knowledge gap between what is taught between taught at university and what is required in the real world. So yeah. we build a platform that kind of connects to bridge that gap is through mentorship. Uh, so allowing yeah. students to connect to these, to these mentors. Yeah. Okay. Um, would you say that it's just for students or does it go broader than that? It definitely goes broader than that because I feel in this day and this day and age, even when you're climbing up the career career ladder, you yeah. need to learn different skill sets. You need to learn uh, how to use technologies. You got to also understand what everyone is. All these businesses are shifting to, so there's always some sort of like knowledge gap as you yeah. progress your career. So yeah. where we try to fit in is provide that platform that allows you to connect to to mentors at every stage of your professional development as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so it's not just of students. We're talking about like entrepreneurs, um, and, startups. And young, yeah, so entrepreneurs, students, and even young professionals. Uh, okay. So the, we do notice that there's a lot of uh, young professionals that studied accounting, go into accounting firms and realize they hate it. So they, they then try to change to a different kind of job, like marketing or startup. So we do. So we kind of try to help them. Re- connect to other auditors that have left accounting okay. and started their own careers as well. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of like there's a lot of lost youth at the moment. Like from yeah. graduation to like after their first, second job, they're still trying to figure themselves out. So that's where we come in to kind of help them uh, fill in that knowledge gap. Hmm. Do you have a sense on why that is, Brian? Because um, what, what you've described it it's not a Malaysia specific issue I feel. Like I, I feel like um in terms of my own journey, so I, I'm currently living in Australia, but I'm originally from Brunei. So I've lived, you know, in a few different countries. And so what you what you you've just said about how young people have this um, this fog of uncla- of unclarity about what to do next or where to head towards. Do you have a sense on why that is, Brian? I mean, again, I'm, I can just speak from like what I see, like. A lot of Asian people, we either a doctor, an engineer, a lawyer, an accountant, an architect, <laughs> sure. or some sort of uh, business person, right? So, yeah. obviously, we don't all fit into these six buckets, 
right? But yeah. a lot of pressure from our parents, from our, yeah. our family, yeah. go for the yeah. safe job, right? So we go into university not really knowing what we want. Uh, yeah. Sure, accounting is fun, fun. But later on, you, you get into a, one of the big four, and then you realize you have to do all the ACCA, the ICAW, and like, you just realize you hate it. Or you want to be a lawyer because you want suits. You know, you think yeah. it's, it's super yeah. sexy. You go in, you realize you work for like some ridiculous hours, get paid peanuts. So I do think there's like a mismatch in terms of expectations of mm. what they actually do. So once they start studying, then they, they come out. They realize, mm. hey, this is not me, and this is not what I want yeah. to do. Which is mm. completely fine. Yeah. yeah. What's your background, Brian, in terms of what did you uh, study in chemistry? Yeah. So I studied biochemistry. So okay. biochemistry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a biochemist. So nice. the reason why I studied biochemistry is I, I did like science, uh, but I didn't want to be a doctor because I couldn't handle the blood, the, the sure. death, and stuff like that. So I studied biology, chemistry. I studied biochemistry. Okay. Right? Um, <laughs> but during but during that time as well, like. Uh, you know, um, during, during my studies, I spent a year in Oxford as part of my, my industrial placement. So I, I was a researcher for a year. Uh, then I actually had experience like what it was like being a scientist full time. Yes. Yeah. That's when I kind of realized I didn't want to be a, a scientist, right? Because sure. my option after that was to do my PhD in Oxford. Uh, yeah. We continued my research, but, I, but then I realized that's really not what I wanted to do. So then right. convincing right. Asian parents that, hey, um, I don't want to get my PhD from Oxford, it was pretty tough. They were like, what, yeah. what do you want to do, right? Uh, so, so I went to uh, Imperial Business School, I did a Master's in Management. Yeah. Just because I've yeah. always done science, I've never really done any kind of business course in my life, so I just wanted to see yeah. what it's like. Yeah. Uh, when I was there, I realized it's uh, it a lot more, uh, there's, in science there's only one answer, right? It's right or wrong, but in like business, there's a, you, you can well, talk yeah. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I realized I kind of wanted to try medicine consulting. So that's when I left, came back to Malaysia. And that's where really the struggle for me began. Like, how do I become, go from biochemistry to a management consultant? Right. So right. That's, uh, that's why Future Lab, the spark of Future Lab started there. Uh, yeah. Is this your first um, uh, startup, so to speak? Or have you been involved in a few in the past? No, this is, uh, <clears throat> this is an idea that uh, we've been working on since we graduated. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think this is the only startup I want to build. So. Ah. If this doesn't work out, I'll, I'll go back to work as a consultant or something. Yeah. yeah. But you know, um, it, it, it should be said, Brian, you know, well done on having a really clear goal. Um, even from, you know, now it's 2019, from 2012, we're talking seven years, you had uh, the seed of an idea which is now uh, turned out to Future Lab today. Um, and it should be said, you know, well done on having, you know, clarity because it's that's one of the, the things. Um, young professionals, um, students, even like working adults. That's one of the, the challenge, challenges that I found uh, when you ask people, so what do you want to do? Um, I don't know yet. That, that's, that's a common answer, right? Yeah, so yeah. well done on having, or do you know why it, it was so clear from the start? Did you, you know, I, I were you inspired so, by a, a different project or? No, I, said, I, I guess I was solving my own problem, right? Like, just. Yeah. Because that transition was tough, I had a good CV, so I was getting interviews in basically every company I applied to. But yep. interviews is one part, you still need to pass the interview, right? Which where, yep. where I was failing nonstop. Yeah. And I realized that there weren't that many resources out there. I ended up in a, a, a local Malaysian forum called Laoya. So okay. I was like reading through all these kind of law agents trying to get jobs in French consultants as well. 
when I met some random dude called Bone yeah. Dragon, uh, found out that this guy also studied in London and was lost and he was trying to find uh, yeah. find some yeah. advice and some help. So yeah. I realized there's a lot of us and uh, this was something that yeah. Yeah, I was quite passionate about. Cool, yeah. cool. All right, so in terms of um, Future Lab as it is today, um, can you share roughly like numbers wise, like how many people are in your, your network or you know, how many are in your mentorship program? So, I mean, so we've done over, uh, I think like 45, we have support around 45 mentorship programs in the last like three years. Right. Uh, we have around a thousand plus mentors, a thousand two hundred mentors now, yeah. uh, and over like 8,000 mentees, but they cover wow. around 64 countries. Uh, 60 countries. Just passed, yeah, because again, this is not just a Malaysian problem, right? This is a every yeah. student graduating don't know what to yeah. do in life problem. Which yeah. <laughs> is a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and we've done a, uh, around 4,000 mentoring sessions uh, at the right. moment like, since last month. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a little bit from my side. So I, the full disclaimer, I am uh, one of the volunteer mentors in the Future Lab uh, ecosystem, right? I've had a few sessions, a few mentorship sessions where I've connected online with a few mentees. Uh, same thing while I'm here in Adelaide, uh, the mentee being uh, in Malaysia. Um, so it, it's a, you know, the, the thing I like about this system is that in essence, it's a very simple model, right? You're connecting people, someone with less experience, someone with more experience. So the model is simple and it's easy to understand. Um, and so towards the end, I'll ask you your plans for growth. But but before before that part, maybe let's explore the, the theme of entrepreneurship um, in, in Southeast Asia from your vantage point. Do you have any thoughts on the current day status quo of entrepreneurship? So I do think in Malaysia it's great in the sense that there's so much uh, entrepreneurial initiatives going on like in universities and like startup weekends going on the hackathon yeah as well as yep. malaysia we have cradle that is giving grants out um you know three hundred thousand ringgit to eight hundred thousand ringgit yeah which is yep. quite a lot to start a business right um and also you have companies like magic you have mbeck so we do have a huge a great ecosystem yeah i do think though yep. we have a problem with the amount of the talent that's available to us i do think that we are we are all the startups are fighting for a handful of tech talent, yeah. uh, which is kind of driving the price up of their salaries, right? And essentially, these guys are becoming like whoever pays the most of this moves to. So, well, one one of the things we're trying to do now with MDEG is also like help build this tech talent supply so that more okay. more companies can can flourish, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it is really positive. I mean, it is quite exciting to be in Southeast Asia, like. It is quite nice that Malaysians are starting to not just follow the trend of being like an accountant, uh, you know, a doctor. They're starting to look in terms of like, I want to start, you know, building my own company or like fixing this particular problem because I'm passionate for it, uh, creating social enterprises. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's an interesting space. Mm. And from my understanding and my, and my readings, there's a lot of support from the Malaysian government to, in terms of grants and funding and programs. Um, is, is that fair to say that there's a lot of support around startups and the entrepreneurship ecosystem? Yeah, there, there's, there's tons. Like we are, um, we're a prime example of the entire ecosystem, like carrying us from the start to here. Right. 
Um, right. And they're, they're definitely addressing all the tech talent issues as well in terms yeah. of, yeah. you know, they are starting to work with high schools and universities to encourage STEM subjects and getting them to learn how to code as well. So it just takes time, but yeah, it's definitely moving towards that direction. But you said something, you said something um, interesting at the start around how the current, the current education system is kind of failing. Did you want to expand on that a bit more? I wouldn't say it's failing. I would say that it is, it is struggling in terms of trying to to teach the relevant kind of topics, just because it moves so quickly, right? Like languages yeah. change so rapidly. Yeah. Uh, so, I think the government here has identified, I think, thirteen digital tech universities that they are really like supporting. So sure. it's thirteen sure. of them, um, and they're trying to funnel all these high school students into these thirteen universities. Yep. So they have special initiatives for them where they, they work closely with industry players to come up with like really good content for their, for their students. Okay, sure. Okay, look, Brian, um, you know, let's kind of shift our focus more towards mentorship, right? Because that's kind of the, the overarching theme of this conversation. So the, so the question is simple, but the answer might be complex. Why is mentorship important? I mean, for me, I think membership is important if you, if you have a goal, right? If yep. you actually have a, a goal or, or if you're trying to figure something out, it's essentially just information. You're learning from someone that has lived life and has learned things along their journey. So, for example, if you're, if you're a young student trying to get a job in CWC, like speaking to someone that has gone through the interview process, gone through yep. like what to study, like that is just a cheat. It's a cheat way of life, right? Like you just learn things like so quickly. Uh, speaking to successful entrepreneurs, you're going to build a company. It's like you just know the ecosystem just because they went through the hardship of like finding it out, and now they just share it with you. So, yeah. Yeah. I do think like like moving forward, especially if you want to, at every stage of your life, you can always find someone that has has been through it, and this mm -hmm. is the way that you can bypass or like speed up your growth. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do, you, do you have a sense of a whether, sense of whether um, the people in your network, the mentees, are they really hungry for advice and mentorship or is there a, a sense that they find it hard to ask for help? I, I think it's a mix. So like naturally people that, that create accounts on Future Lab are the more ambitious ones. They're like searching for mentors, they already but this is definitely not the, the, the majority, right? These are your 20% of universities where they're like super hungry. They want to speak sure. to a mentor. Sure. Um, I also do think like mentorship is still a very young, uh, very young concept in Malaysia. I mm. think, or I think in Australia, is, there's a lot more mentorship programs that have been running for a while. Yeah. But in, yeah. in Malaysia, they're mainly used for entrepreneurship programs, so accelerator programs, startup programs, where there's a clear yeah. mentor. Yeah. yeah, I think like, on Future Lab right now, the people that use it are the ambitious ones that do mm. look for advice and help, yeah. Yeah, like, because yeah. you know, to say, there are a lot of different uh, uh, groups. Some call them master classes, some call them growth circles. Um, so, yeah, but, but the idea is that you're still learning under the, the, the wing of someone more experienced. But, yeah, so I think your point is right in that. 
there's more of an, uh, an awareness about the importance of mentorship in you know Australia. Um, yeah, but I, I think just reflecting reflecting of my time back in Brunei, it, it wasn't something very openly discussed. Um, I think because people, number one, maybe they didn't know there was such a thing, but number two, there wasn't really a, a, a platform like what like what Future Lab does that kind of supported and nurtured this whole this concept of mentorship. Yeah, I mean there wasn't one in Malaysia as well. <laughs> if, if there are was you, one, are you still the yeah? only one? The only platform? I think like they are definitely mentorship programs, but that's where we come in to use our software, right? So we, we are more like a tech provider. So we come yeah. in, you're running a mentorship program, great. Do you need mentors from us? Do you need it? We can always invite our mentors. But do you want, to, do you want a system to track and manage everything? That's when we, we, we offer our software. So yeah. that's why Magic is using our tech, the United Nations, uh, you know, Exalta. For all the mentorship wow. programs, they use our tech. So you don't know it's Future Lab, it's just powered by Future Lab. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, which kind of flows into my next uh, question around um, please share some of the highlights or the, the big achievements so far from the Future Lab journey. Oh, man. Like, I think this kind of question, <laughs> like, I, I mean, we have accomplished a lot. I, I don't really, I can't really pick one, uh, yeah. I would say. But I mean, it's great that we've kind of gone full circle, right? So we went through magic. Now, yeah. uh, in yeah. now all magic entrepreneurs are using a MyTech. So, yeah. like, we're yeah. actually helping every single one achieve their goals using Future Lab now, knowing that we used to be from, from one of these programs as well. Um, we, um, my hometown, I'm Sarawakian, so, like, my hometown is, uh, my hometown is using our, our tech as well to help other entrepreneurs. Yeah. So, yeah. it's great. Uh, we have, like, a few universities now using us as well. Uh, which is like impacting uh, around 17,000 students. So mm. all these things are great. And now we also got into one of the top uh, 40 startups in the world. That's why we're in Korea, uh, trying wow. to expand there as well. Yeah, so mm. a lot. But I, I, do, I do love the smaller things in life, though. I do love that we have our own office. I mean, it means a lot to me coming from an idea, right, and then having a team. So for me, like, it's more of these like small things that you don't really notice until, mm. like, oh, you know, this idea that I've been working on for seven years. Now you yeah. see us in the, in the newspaper, you see us like big companies using attack, mm. um, our own office, our own team. So it's all these kind of small things that mean a lot to me, I guess. One of the questions that uh, people sent through before, because I was asking people, hey, do you have any questions about mentorship? Please send them through. Uh, one of my friends, her name is Yen, uh, she asked the question, uh, what qualifies someone to be a mentor? Yeah, so I think that's the. I think anyone can be a mentor, right? It depends on the one whether they have a bit more more experience than in you than you in a particular skill set or in a particular thing. So I think the the common misconception is that they need to be like really old. I feel like a lot of people think that they need to be like you know a Yoda or a, like a Dumbledore. Like no man, like actually a mentor can be anyone that can help you at, or has been through something. So. Sure. The problem with like young kids speaking to really old like CEOs as a mentor is that they live a completely different lifetime, right? Yeah. So this CEO is so disconnected from the world that it is today. 
So actually yeah. the best kind of mentors is someone that's maybe two or three years older than you. You can have yeah. a mentor as well with like five years and 10 years. Of, so you, you kind of have, want to have multiple mentors in like multiple stages of your life yeah. and different points of views as well. For like, so for like students, like the best kind of mentors for them that are trying to get a job is probably their seniors that are three or four years their senior. Just because they went through the interview process, they're settled into the company, they're starting yeah. to understand how it works. And they can, they, if, they, if they're your alumni, they just graduated from your course three, four years ago, they can actually yeah. tell you the gap between the course and yeah. the job requirements. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. Yeah, okay. And I mean, one thing also I would like to clarify is that mentors don't need to tell you the answers, right? Mentors mm -hmm. are there to share experiences with you. It's yeah. for you to come up with like what what it means or like any insights you come up with it. But the mentors are there more of like, they're there to share experience. And if they have any resources that can help you, they can always show you the way to share resources with you. But mm. don't, don't depend on them. They always give you the answers and yeah. tell you what and, to do. And that's a really important distinction, Brian, because... I think, again, going back to this Asian type of mindset, um, the moment, if someone is brand new to this idea of mentorship, um, they may come up with their own weird perceptions about, all right, uh, I'm going to go to Brian, he's going to tell me all the answers, give me all the connections. But you and I know that mentorship doesn't quite work that way. Uh, it's more like a, we're showing you the roadmap. It's up to you to kind of, you know, take yourself on the on your own journey, right? To reach the whatever yeah. your, your end goal destination is. Um, yeah, so I, I think you know it, you, you're you're on the mark there, way in terms of the understanding, the appreciation, uh, the appetite for mentorship. It's it's growing, but you know, I guess thanks to platforms like yourselves, um, you know, people are 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 benefiting from this whole um, system that you've created. Yeah. Actually, a lot, of, a lot of them gets, uh, actually a lot of them get job offers from their mentors, Great. which is, uh, is, is hilarious because I, I guess, you know, uh, if a young mentee speaks to you wanting to know more about your company, it's really hungry yeah. for it. You're so likely to like have them along, right? Yeah. 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 And also one of the other questions that came through was in terms of the current structure, it is a volunteer type, um, program, right? So the mentors, they volunteer their time to to help out and to give back um how would you uh, incentivize if say for example if there's a really uh if if there's someone who you know who is not yet a mentor in your system how would you kind of incentivize or try and convince him or her to you know come along and be part of the the solution yeah, so the thing about FutureLab.my is like we haven't actually done any mentor acquisition. A lot of mentors apply themselves. Yeah. Um, because I do think we are looking for a certain kind of, um, like how did you find FutureLab? Hmm. In terms of my own work, so I do a lot of consultancy work around innovation, uh, design thinking and communications. Um, but also I've been part of an entrepreneurship type ecosystem and I've um, had the, I guess, the privilege of being under the the guidance of a few mentors myself. So I I, I knew the value of, of 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 having a mentor. So I, I think I must have just randomly stumbled upon the futurelab.my Instagram account. This is going back eighteen months now, and so I, I reached out to whoever the the person behind IG was at the time to say, hey, I, I've I've seen your website, I've seen your work. Can you tell me more? So I, I think that's how it started, just the whole tell me more question. 
And yeah. then there was a bit of a back and forth, back and forth about, you know, look, this is about giving back. This is about helping the next generation. Um, so I think to your point, um, Brian, it, it resonates uh, for different reasons for different people. And so I think people like uh, people like me and, and many, many others in your system, there's this sense that we want to give back, right? That, you know, that, that, we, were, yeah. that we see the bigger picture um, as opposed to just thinking about me, 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 and me. We're thinking about us, 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 and us. Yeah, so so that, that's, that's my story about how I got connected to uh, Future Lab. Yeah. So that, that's exactly it, right? Like, actually, yeah. we, we are very lucky to have people like you on a Future Lab. You know, you guys just, like, somehow looking for something like this, found a place, and then, you know, um, yeah. we give you opportunities to speak to these young mentees. But there's, there's definitely mentors that want to get paid for this as well, um, which is which is which is also fine. Actually, we wanted to start Future Lab as a paid model, but a lot of the mentors didn't want to get paid. So, like, so we decided like, how do how do we actually make money from this? That's why actually we make money through our software now. We don't really make money through Future Lab. Online. We use this like we actually donate this kind of money to like I we just paid a. Uh, we just paid to fix eight laptops in one of the uh, one of the colleges here. It's just like yeah. we don't we don't really shout it a lot because this is just us. It is our, our a really nice community that of people that generally want to help society, right? Yeah. Um, and we do ask mentors whether they want to join or not, but it's really about the mindset because yeah. there are definitely some elitist mindsets out there where they believe like, hey, uh, you can't work for my company unless you went for this Ivy Ivy League school. But we don't want people like that. We kind of want people to go like, hey. You're not ready yet, but maybe what you want to do is like learn these things and maybe try to apply for these kind of jobs first and then apply later, right? Yeah. So there's also definitely a certain kind of mentor we're looking at because on our enterprise side where companies are using our tech, the definitely mentors that wouldn't make it into Future Lab. Sure. They are literally quite, they're just not Future Lab material. Sure. Um, but they are mentors for other kind of programs. So, But yeah. for Future Lab itself, we have a certain kind of mentors that we are looking for, certain kind of people. And people like yourself will have nice a, a network of nice uh, nice people that share the similar values to you. Sure. And that's how we yeah. need to grow that network. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another question, Brian, um, which is connected to the last question, was around um, if this is, if the mentorship model is based on this idea of, um, well, to use the word free, free help, right? This sense that uh, the, the question read, why would people value something if it's free? <laughs> so, so, so how would you respond to that? Meaning like if, if I pay for something, I would appreciate it more. Meaning, uh, is, is there space in your model to explore that? Or is this something you're thinking about in the longer term or? I mean, there's definitely like, we're definitely looking at a way of uh, kind of a membership fee or credit system, which we already have. But I, I think to that, to that question, like, the best thing in life are free, actually. So like, these kind of like moments that you have with your family, your friends, these are always free, right? And these are the best kind of things. When I feel like if you, like, first, what you actually want to move future up towards is more like a, a community that you support. Because we do a lot of other things as well. Like we, we have some like um, we are working with a few um, high risk schools of gangsterism, and what wow. we've done is like we've matched forty mentors to forty of these high risk kids, wow. and we walk we walk in a park and mentor them and stuff. So we do a lot of other things as well, like other events like career transition events that you know we don't really charge for. So um, I don't know. I, I do think like 
uh, we do want to help as many people as you can, and like money shouldn't be one of the reasons why they can't get access to things. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, that's that's a fair answer. Um. So, so yeah. Brian, as we draw to a close, um, I got a, a couple more questions. One of them <laughs> is the question of if you could, you know, hop into a time machine and because I'm guessing you're currently around your your mid to late twenties, Brian, or somewhere there. Um, thirty-one next week. Yeah, thirty-one. Yeah. So, so you're, you're yeah. um you're thirty-one. If you could kind of hop into a time machine and speak to the eighteen-year-old version of yourself and mentor yourself, what would you tell yeah. the younger self? I I feel like I wouldn't tell him too much because I do like how I ended up. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't I don't influence him too much, but sure. I would say like you know enjoy. You know, you always have to enjoy different parts of your life as well, right? So going to university, make sure you enjoy it because, like, university was such a carefree time, sure. right? Like, you're just, you're just studying. Um, yeah. But maybe what I would say as well is, like, you know, time flies. Like, like from 18 to 30, it just doesn't really feel much. Um, but I mean, just enjoy enjoy life, I guess. Yeah. Um, and because I honestly did not expect to be where I am today. Okay. And I do think if I told... The previous Brian, this you might mess up the entire timeline. So yeah. like, <laughs> so I would let him go into biochemistry. Let him figure out himself. Like, doesn't want to be a biochemist. Uh, then like, feel go to that pain point to come up with your own your future lab. Right. Yeah. So, you, know, you know, Brian, I, I thought about that question for myself, and uh, I would tell my younger self um, a couple of things. One is to learn how to code, <laughs> and and number two, um, start doing part-time work sooner because I'm, yeah. I'm not sure about I'm, I'm not sure about your journey but i only started uh, working part-time and you know, work work probably in towards university or doing university breaks as opposed to here in australia from the time you're like 15 16 you're already encouraged to go and do part-time work at mcdonald's or kfc yeah. or hungry jack so the mindset here from a young uh, even though you're, you're, you're a teenager um you have a bit more of a grown-up mindset versus uh you know i think when i was 18 i didn't know head from tail in terms of you know um, yeah. how does money how does money work right and where does money come from because all of my money and my allowance came from my parents <laughs> yeah. so yeah so I, I definitely tell myself these two things coding and start working earlier i i actually learned how to code when i was younger but i just had no motivation to actually learn it you know because i i think because um, i've actually recommended a lot of people to do coding like yeah. If you don't real have a real motivation to code, you can't just learn it for the sake of learning it, you know? Yeah. Like, so I went to coding school as well, and the reason why I went to it is because I wanted to build Future Lab. And like a tech CEO that doesn't understand tech, you're just going to get like bullied by like tech companies if you don't understand, right? So, um, yeah, so like, like I did go for, I did go for summer coding courses, which I kind of like just erased in my head like straight away. But for you now, like you now understand the value of coding, but would you have believed yourself as an 18-year-old Delvin, you know? You know, um, I guess, um, <laughs> who knows, right? Who knows? We're talking about hypothetical time travel and <laughs> <laughs> jumping into uh, like a time machine, which is not quite yeah. current day uh, reality just yet. But yeah, I, yeah. I know what you mean, because whether the 18-year-old version of myself would um, uh, digest and receive that is a, is a different question, right? <laughs> Yeah. My last question, Brian, is is more about what's next, right? So we've been talking about um, your origins, the status quo, but 
what's what's next for Future Lab? Um, you may have heard the, this this phrase in the corporate um, business world. Um, everyone's trying to 10x their business or their growth, right? How do we go from one to 10? How do we grow and scale? How do we reach more people? How do we get more customers? So, so what, what does that look like for you and, and for Future Lab? Um, the next, you know, say five, say, say, say three years, conservatively three years. What does that look like? Definitely going to be uh, trying aggressively acquire more universities in Malaysia. Uh, we're also looking into Australia now and uh, New Zealand. Um, English-speaking countries, um, Philippines as well. I'm half Filipino, by the way, so I, I do know that there's a lot of like really educated Filipinos there, but they just have no opportunities or understand how to like find good jobs. Yeah. Um, so definitely integrating to as many universities as we can, um, building up our database of alumni, mentoring, um, you know, working with students, and then also once we have this kind of uh, once we have integrated into all these universities, then working with companies to create uh, online talent programs yeah. to help supplement the, the universities with, in terms of like the industry knowledge and the skill sets they need to learn. So, I mean, that would be more than 10x what we have now. So, yeah. But I think for us right now, our main, our main focus is to hit our, our targets to, hit, to get a Series A in 2021. Okay, yeah. good. Well, Brian, um, for people listening and watching, how can they find out more about Future Lab, and how can they get involved? Yeah, I mean, if you want to, I mean, just go to our website, which is futurelab.my. Um, over there, like when you create an account, you tell us what your goals are, and we have someone that will kind of look through our mentor base and recommend someone that we believe that can help you. And, um, and if we don't have anyone, uh, we will actually go out and try to find a mentor because we actually have like a lot of mentors in the backlog we haven't like interviewed. So we now want to go through them and like push them to you guys as well. Um, and if you're, you know, if you're a university or a company that would like to get your alumni to mentor your students as well, you know, we can of course help you there as well. Yeah. Great. Well, Brian, any closing words, any closing thoughts before we you know, before we call this a day. Uh, I mean, thanks. Thank you so much for like inviting me for this conversation. It's been, yeah. it's been quite chill. Um, and I would be like for anyone that, um, you know, I, I know you're following as well, Delwin. So like, I think if anyone's ambitious, I think mentorship is something that, you know, can really unlock so many things for you. It's, it's also like your network, it is your resources. And yeah. people that want to mentor are generally quite nice people. So it's always nice to have them around. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, Brian, thank you so much for your time. Uh, let's stay in touch. Yeah. yeah. Nice meeting you. Like, like, yeah, this or something. Uh, um, I'll, I'll let you guys know the next time I'm back in uh, Southeast Asia and Malaysia. It'd be great to come yeah. by your office and say hello. Let's stay in touch. Yeah. All right. Take care, Brian. All right. See you. Ciao, man. Right. Yeah. Ciao. Bye. Before you go, please rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. It's going to help me out in a big, big way. Also, as always, if you'd like to send me an email, send it to heydelwin at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram as well. It is at heydelwin. We will see you in the next podcast. But until then, take care. God bless. I wish you every success. And remember to always back yourself.